Good morning and welcome to the Marketing Rocket Fuel Show slash podcast slash my time with my friend Drew. Drew, good morning. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing today? Good, good. Almost fully caffeinated and uh, ready to, to do uh, part two of the hidden costs of Shopify. But before we get into that, how uh, has your week been? Anything notable that we want to talk about before we dive into this? You know, I just spent two days on a university canvas, campus um, here with my son's uh, college orientation. And I tell you what, that I was, I was amazed at how different that was than back when I started college way back in <laughs> um, um, yeah. Ancient and, history. And that time. Um, you know, we got uh, like an hour long talk and uh, said, good luck. Right. And this was right. like two days of intensive like seminars and, um, you know, covering everything from, you know, how to stay healthy, um, how to uh, how to get to class, how to make sure you don't get a phishing attack on your computer, yep. um, you know, how to be a, a good citizen of the university um, and uh, and, you know, what happens when you don't pay your bill? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, you want to feel old, Drew? You and I went to college orientation in the late 1900s. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, it wasn't that late 1900s. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, it was 32 years ago. Yeah. I was in my college orientation. That's it's, it's crazy. My wife, uh, she went to college, um, later in her adult life, uh, and finished up her degree. Uh, but she looked at me during, uh, during that and she said, how did you do this? without YouTube? How did you do this without Google? It, how did you do, I, I went through college without sending an email. That's but it. We that's didn't, super, we sober. didn't even have email. Right. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah it, it was so crazy. It was, it was such a different world. I actually earned money by typing papers in the computer lab for people who weren't good typists. <laughs> that's me. I'm a, I'm a terrible and, typist. And, and that was the extent of my computer skills back then, too. I mean, my career didn't even exist yet. No. That, that, that's how crazy the world has changed. It is, so, it's um, and now we're doing all of our, um, you know, we, we used to have to make the trip to the Walmart Supercenter and, uh, to get everything that we needed. Mm -hmm. and, um, and back then, you know, we were in college. We didn't, have, we didn't have big needs and we didn't have any money to get anything anyway. Oh, so... No. You know, we might get like the 19 cent box of mac and cheese oh, yeah. uh, if we wanted a special treat. Um, but um, but now they were um, showing showing the students in the orientation how to order campus food from Grubhub. Yeah, it's <laughs> a completely different world. This week, we are going to cover things like uh, photography and video different apps in the platform. Uh, a sneaky hard thing to wrap your brain around is the different types of pages in the platform, maintenance, driving traffic to this thing that we're building, and then, God forbid, 
you are migrating from one e-commerce platform into another uh, e-commerce platform, which is a whole different monster <laughs> to wrestle to the ground. So Drew, you ready to share that screen so we can walk through this? Yes, okay. I am. Let's uh, let's go ahead and spin up this screen share here. Um, and uh, and so let's as, take um, a look at uh, Shopify. Drew's screen is coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about photography because not only do we eat with our eyes first, uh, as many cooking shows say, uh, but we certainly, certainly, absolutely shop with our eyes first. So let's talk about photography. So no, that's right. I mean, yet. they haven't so, made a Drew, scratch what, what and sniff computer yet. What are your thoughts on photography yet? as far as hidden costs when it comes to photography in the Shopify um, platform? Well, I mean, photography is extremely important when you're shopping for and and selling products online. Um, one of the things that uh, that shoppers look for is they're trying to find those details in the photo that maybe aren't as clear if you're if you're typing them out in the description. You know, you want to make sure you have a good clear description, but you also want to make sure you've got really good clear, um, high quality photos of your product. And um, if you've got photos that look like they you set something down on your desk and you just snapped a picture of it. Um, first, it's not going to be, it's not going to show the detail that you want to show. But second, it erodes trust. And if something looks sketchy, then they're not going to buy from you. And so you, you may pay Google, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars um, to, <laughs> um, my phone just popped up when I said that. Um, so you may you may pay them thousands and thousands of dollars to drive traffic to your pages, but if your photos don't look good, people are going to click off just as fast as they clicked on. Um, and especially like if it's on Google Shopping, they're just going to pass right over it. Um, and you also want photos that are going to set you apart from your competition. Um, now, sometimes you're buying products from a vendor and they're going to provide product photography. And most of the time, these are really good, high-quality photos that you're going to want to use. They're going to they're going to provide um, really large format photos, and and they've already been edited, and you don't have to worry about that. Other than the fact that you have to get a hold of them, and and then upload those individually to your product descriptions. Um, you can put image links in uh, the Shopify spreadsheet but it doesn't really work very well. And if you're pulling them from a third party source, you're probably gonna get security flags up when people are visiting your site. And so you're not gonna to want to um, to kind of be pulling, pulling images from another site. You wanna add those right in your Shopify site. Um, but if you're not getting images from the vendor, then you have to shoot the images. You have to actually photograph your product. And like I said, you can't just set it on your desk and take a snapshot um, with with your phone. Everybody's got these great phones, and my phone's a really great phone, but they're not professional photography equipment, okay? And even if your phone takes great pictures, you also have to light your products well. You have to you have to be able to show how that product looks from multiple angles and and in different use cases. 
sometimes we have what's called a lifestyle <laughs> picture here. Oh man, that got really big. Um, but uh, but if you see here, we've got a couple, uh, a few different pictures here of this product, and this one has it like in a scene, and so it's it kind of helps picture the the customer purchasing your product and adding it to their life. Um, and then you've got this from a different angle so that you can see the different angles of the product and, and what it looks like and, and how it, how it really feels. Um, you're going to need to get things like a light kit. If you're DIYing this, you need to get a light kit. You need to get a photography backdrop for, and you, I suggest a white photography backdrop. They sell these on Amazon. You can get them at a reasonable price, but, uh, you need to get a good quality light kit. You need to get um, the backdrop there. So, and you need to set up a dedicated space for photographing your products because I'm assuming that you're not just going to have three products on a Shopify site. You're going to be consistently getting new products and, and wanting to add those to your site. So this is probably outside of search engine optimization, and this is a part of search engine optimization, Photography is the most important part of your product listing because if people don't initially respond to that image, they're never going to buy your product. And so you've got to make sure you've got good photography. Now, if you don't have the time or talent or, or know-how to do your own product photography, you're going to have to hire somebody to do product photography. And so you're going to have to go out and get a professional photographer who's going to have a setup and they're going to, if they come to your location, you're going to have to pay them a premium to come to your location and, and photograph those things. And you're going to have to do this often because like I said, you're going to be getting new product in all the time, or you're going to have to take product to their studio which means you got to load up everything in the in the van and take it over there, unload it all. And this is also a time-consuming process, okay? Um, this is something that not only do you have to photograph the images, but you also have to edit the images because sometimes you'll get little artifacts in there like a, a piece of dust fell on the lens or, or maybe um, you need to edit out the edges of the background so it, it fades to white. Um, you need to adjust colors a little bit so that they look more um, accurate to what the color of the object actually is. And so all of those are part of your product photography, and it's the single most important thing in your Shopify listing. I mean, you can get away with a janky description if you've got great product photos. And Shopify also allows you to upload things like GIFs, so if you need to do like a, a little short anima, animatic, um, we're working with a client right now that sells baby clothes. And one of the things that they showed in a GIF was how this magnetic um, baby outfit closes. And it's a real simple, it's like do, 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 do. Or you can even show videos. But again, all of that takes time and money and effort to produce. And it's a step that you cannot skip. People will not buy if you do not have good product photos, if you do not have good um, good visuals and so on me, your Shopify store. Oh, I, no. And let me I can't stress that enough. It's the most important Forward part. off of this. And those, those are all great points, Drew. And I just want, want to just jump in here with a couple things 
uh, to wrap this section up is if you're going to do this DIY, uh, do everything that Drew just said, buy the, buy the equipment, buy the gear, and then um, as quickly as possible, hammer out a process for this. Uh, whether it's, um, you know, uh, yes. hammer out uh, the different angles you want to take and then just have a, t a photography day. Uh, there's, there should be no reason why you, you take, uh, you split this up because it's just, it's going to be you, your camera and your products and, and a light box or your little mini studio that you've set up. Um, so. And one of the things I would suggest, um, and I, and I've seen this work for some retailers, um, when you're, when you're initially setting up your site, you you probably got a lot of product in-house already. Um, and so if you need to photograph that, you know, try to get that all out of the way. But as your ongoing process goes, make a, make a setup in your, in your shop or, or if you're selling from home in your home where you receive packages and as you're unpacking, you have a place to set those, get your photos and then process it. Um, and always name your photos something that matches. Pro, pro tip, folks. Pro, the pro tip on that one. I'll tell Absolutely. you what. One of <laughs> even even if you get product or photos from your vendor, this is what this will eat up your time so fast. Um, if you're getting product photos from the vendor and they're not named consistently with the product descriptions they have on the invoice or, or on their website or something, you're going to spend all kinds of time trying to say, okay, which product is that? If you leave the default photo names on there, yep. like IMG three, one, eight, seven, right. You're going to, it's yeah, you're going to be looking, what the heck is you're that? You're going to be looking and for a, a needle in somebody a, else. Yeah. You're going to be looking for a, product a needle in a stack of needles. Uh, if you do that. Right. So, so that's the second pro tip, organize your files, decide which photos are, are the great photos. Don't include the not great photos on your site. If you've got photos that, that you're kind of like, that's okay. That's a, that's a red Absolutely. flag. Don't include it because it's not going to sell your product. You, you know, more is so, not more in that case. So, all right, that's all I've <laughs> well, got to I mean, say about and that. The bottom line is so. great photography um connotates that you've put work in and that they could trust you we're trying to mitigate risk here anytime you're buying something online and uh having great photos means that you care enough about your customers to put in the time for them all right we've beaten that we, we've beaten that to the ground that absolutely so yeah, we've beaten let's that talk about down, apps huh? uh, and when we're talking about apps in the shopify platform we're talking about loyalty programs the registry navigations barcode generation inventory drew what say you about apps in the shopify platform and the hidden costs around those well and this is something that that a lot of people getting into shopify really aren't prepared for they're not they're not expecting um all of the add-ons that you're going to need to really make a great Shopify shop. Uh, like I, like we said last week, you can spin something up out of the box, but if you want something that's actually going to help you make a living, 
then you really need to add these pieces on. And so I'm just going to go, uh, if you're in your Shopify admin, uh, you'll see this little thing down here. It says add apps over on the left menu. And then you pull that up and you've got some, some suggested apps right here. Um, I almost always skip this and go straight to the Shopify app store. Um, the app store is um, where you're going to find all of the official apps that are approved by Shopify. And you need, you need these because they'll actually work with your Shopify shop. And so uh, that's sort of important, <laughs> kind of important. If you're going to use an app, it needs to work with the shop. Uh, there are some things you can use a third party for, um, like getting something outside of the Shopify environment, but you've got to make absolutely certain that's going to work. Um, most of the apps in here will come, they'll say free, free, free plan available, 14 day free trial, free plan available, 14 day free trial. Um, and this is very similar to like a WordPress site or Wix site or something like that. Most of the apps will allow you to test it out for free and get a feel for whether or not it's the right thing for you. But then once you're ready to actually use it professionally, then you're going to have to be paying them. And sometimes that's a monthly fee. Sometimes it's a one-time fee. Sometimes it's an annual fee. Um, but you're going to have to be prepared to pay for quality. Um, people aren't making apps just for fun. People are making apps because that's what they do for a living. They got kids and they got, they got mortgages and they've got mouths to feed. So it's not unreasonable to expect to have to pay for an app. Um, but what you need to, to realize is the number of apps that you're probably going to need. Um, you may need something, uh, if you wanna create a loyalty program, for example, um, there are there are some specific apps on, and I'm not going to endorse or 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 slam any any specific apps on here. That's not necessarily the purpose of what we're doing, but there are apps that will um, allow people to go in, sign up for your newsletter, and instantly get like a 10% discount on their order. Um, there are apps that allow like if they purchase a certain number of items then they get, a, they get a specific discount. Or maybe they purchase a certain amount over the course of a month, they get a, they get a discount. Uh, those things really help um, generate sales. They generate repeat business. And that's critical to you because eventually you're going to run out of friends and family that you've told about this new endeavor that you're doing. And you've got to get people who are buying things and buying things over and over again from you. And so that's really important to make sure you create that loyalty. Other things that you may consider, maybe a gift registry. Um, you may need, um, one of the things that a lot of people don't think about, if you're doing a point of sale, you need a way to generate barcodes on all of your product. And there are some apps that are great at creating barcodes and also allowing you to print those barcodes on labels. And so that's extremely important. Otherwise, you're going to have to find another way to barcode those things and then type every one of them into Shopify. <laughs> that's That'll eat up months of time right there. Um, so you get, you're kind of getting the idea. Um, some things that people don't expect apps for, though, that are really important are like the navigation. Shopify's basic navigation comes with a 
thin menu up at the top. And here, I'll show you my store. So we've got this, this small menu up at the top and you have to create the navigation. Um, so you have to tell it, you know, what pages you want on site and more on that later, but, but, and it has basic drop down menus. So they, you, you click, you hover over the menu, it drops down and actually you have to click on the menu. It drops down and you've got the items underneath that. But there are apps that allow you to put photos in the menu, to put multiple columns in that menu, to format these things in a way that real is really appealing and will really help you sell your product. Um, but those all cost extra. And so it's important to understand when you're making a Shopify site, you're not just paying $79 a month. You're paying for these apps as well. And, and you, you need to test them out and see which ones are going to work well with you. Or if you're working with somebody helping you develop your site, be clear on your expectations on what, what you want it to be so that that person is, or that company is able to really effectively bid on or, or give you a good quality estimate on what the cost of creating that site is going to be. Um, so that's the, the key on there. It's, you can spin up a Shopify site and, and pay somebody $3,000 to make a site. But if you're not clear on what you want that site to do, um, you know, how you want this to sell, um, you're going to get hit with a lot of hidden costs because I guarantee you the developer is not going to just eat those costs. Um, so, all right. So that kind of covers apps and um, there, there's a lot there. Uh, I'll see if, oh, inventory management is one of those apps that, uh, that is also a, not a lot of people think about inventory management, but you're, they're like, okay, I've got my inventory in Shopify, but there are apps that you need to connect it with QuickBooks, for example. So if you're doing your accounting in another place, you need apps that connect that. So, or you need apps that, uh, that just manage that as I think far the as take home message here is so, keep in mind folks, right. you know, Shopify, while it's, it's a, it's a great platform out of the box. It really is just a vanilla box. When you open this, uh, uh when you take the wrapper uh, off of Shopify, it is going to be a very basic platform. And so, so some of these apps that Drew like has this. been talking about and describing, these are things that you bolt on uh, onto the basic platform that either provide uh, a bit of a shortcut so you don't have to build things out um, from scratch. Uh, these are things that, um, that other e-commerce platforms have probably uh, requested from their developers. And so uh, th there, there's been a lot of legwork done ahead of uh, your shop opening that people have, they've, they have experience, they know what a great e-commerce uh, experience looks like. And these apps are there to provide a bit of a shortcut to where you bolt it onto the platform, get it set up um, and, um, and leverage other people's experiences. So, um, the next thing that we do want to talk about are some additional pages uh, or page types in the Shopify platform. Drew has shown a homepage uh, experience out of the box. 
and then a product page, meaning uh, widget A or robot A, and that's what the product page looks like. Drew, what sort of other pages um, can we expect to have to build out or at least pay attention to that may add some costs that you may not have anticipated in the Shopify platform? Uh, that's a great question. So um, in the default site, you've got home, catalog, and contact. Okay. And we've been looking at the home page. Here's your contact page. It just has a form on it. There's nothing I mean, else. Literally, there's nothing else. Um, and here's your catalog page. Um, now, I only have three products on this site. And so that's pretty easy, you know finding products, but you have to think about how are your customers going to find products if you have hundreds or thousands of products on your website. And most retailers have thousands of products in their inventory. Even if it's a small shop, like, like a couple hundred square foot shop, they have thousands of items in those shops. And and so you've got a lot of items that are going to be in your inventory and you need to organize those in a way that makes sense to the customer. Now, of course, they have the search search up at the top, you know, where they can search for things, but you're going to want to make sure that you categorize your products. And so, for example, you know, we've got you have maybe toys and collectibles or posters and um, or movies or um or action figures, oh, all of those things would be categories. And some items actually cross over into multiple categories. Like a lot of action figures would also go into the toys category. And so Shopify allows or has a solution for this where in your products, and I know we've been looking at pages, but this actually falls under products and you set collections. And so you you start with one collection, it's the homepage collection, and then you'll go and create collections and you'll say, I want to say this is toys. And you can put a description if you want. And if you go to that, that um, page, if you go to that collection in Shopify, it'll have your description. You can put images on there, all of that stuff. You can put a collection image. So if it shows up in a in a listing, and let, it's true. Let me jump image. True. Let me jump um, in here. And then you're going quick. to and, and uh, while you're uh, show, yeah. demoing this page, uh, you touched on this, but right. this is to provide a great customer experience because the last thing you want to do, and Drew right. mentioned this, is pay for traffic to a site, and then once they get there, uh, that's your time to flex. Uh, that you know this customer, that you empathize with this customer. The last thing you want to do is to drive traffic to a site uh, that when they get there, you make it clear that you have no idea how their brain works and what they're looking for. Like if you have toys and collectibles and then all of a sudden there's t-shirts sitting in there, that's a problem. And so this is why you got to pay attention uh, to this um, part of the platform and this part of the process. Yeah, because it, if you don't pay attention to this, there's a disconnect there that happens. And if people find um, find it to be they're a gone. frustrating experience, they're, they're just going to go someplace else. Because um, 
as much as we all want to think that we're unique and special. Well, true, you're unique and special. Um, the reality is that we're not necessarily unique and special. And so we want to, um, we want to do things to help us feel more unique and special. Okay, so well, I've got this image here. I'm going to just go ahead and add an image to there. And one of the cool things they do in Shopify is you can actually just drag and drop an image. That makes life a little bit easier. And so, and then I'm I'm actually doing my my collections by product tag. You can set collections by titles, by vendors, by um, by price so if you if you're saying oh all items that are under five dollars go into collection you can do that any way you want but the the key is you have to do that and then down here at the bottom again you have that seo description so so you're going to want to make sure you're putting things in there and then put a nice description down here um so it defaults to whatever's in your in your um uh description box up here. So I'm going to go ahead and save that. Uh-oh. Oh, you know what? I uploaded an image that was Got to optimize big. those web images, Drew. <laughs> I, I forgot to upload the optimized image. Uh, so, you know, even, you know, we're not all perfect here, people. Uh, so we'll put a UFO image here that I've optimized. <laughs> So save that image. Uh, all right. So there you go. I've got that. And so I'm going to view this, my online store here. And there's my collections page. Everything that was tagged with toys is in that collection. And so then you've got new filters and things like that. And you can create unlimited categories but and, and collections here. But remember that you've got to find a way for people to get around. So you're going to have to add that up to your navigation. So that's one type of page that you're making. Okay. <laughs> um, and all that was to say, to say pages. So in pages, we're going to say we've got, there's a contact page and everything else is default. Okay. You can create new page templates. And say, okay, I'm going to uh, maybe redefine the home page, and you can add new content to these pages and lay them out in different ways. Uh, I'm not going to go through that whole process because this video will be <laughs> nine hours long. But um, you can lay these pages out in different ways. You can add different content to your pages if you want your collections page um, to look differently than it does by default. Then you have to go in and make that page. Um, but then you've got other basic pages like your about page. You're going to want to tell your story somewhere. Now, here's a pro tip. Most people will never read your about page. Keep it short. Keep it pithy to the point and, you know, enough to let people know, hey, you're a great shop. Um, why you do this, if you've got a mission, if you have like a purpose, like if you're donating to charity or if you just love your kids or whatever. Um, you know, humanize it a little bit, but nobody's reading this big, long story about, you know, what you did back in 1982. Um, other pages that are really critically important 
from a legal standpoint are your terms and conditions, your privacy policy, thing, your return policy. Shopify has places for all of that information to go in. And I'm not, I'm not going to navigate all around Shopify here to show that, but they have specific places for that information to go in. And you're probably going to want to consult a lawyer, consult an attorney, because we yeah, are not attorneys course. here. We, this is hashtag not legal <laughs> advice. Consult your attorney to develop your return policies, your terms and conditions, your um, your privacy policy. The attorney, your attorney, an attorney that knows about retail business, is going to be able to help you with that and help you create that content. Those pages are going to be dry text only pages that have the information there that a customer needs. The one exception to that is really your return policy page. You need to make sure that that's clear in a way that humans can read and understand it. That's very important because people are not going to buy from you if they think, what if I get this and it's junk and I can't return it? Um, so all of those pages are critically important. Um, you can create page hierarchies. Um, so if you have like a top level collection of say toys, but within toys, maybe you have He-Man, robots, Spider-Man, you know, uh, trademark Marvel, you know, um, anyway, um, you've got, you've got subcategories of those. You can create those as well. Um, and then that kind of brings us to navigation. You want to make it easy for people to get around without just using the search box. And so right now you have two navigations that are, that are default here. And so if you go to main menu here, and I'm just going to add one menu item here. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to call this toys. And in your link, you can, uh, if you click on link, you can give it a specific URL, or you can go and choose your collection. And this is how you create your category menu. And so I'm going to go add, and I'm going to save menu. And now at the top of my site, I've got toys. And so I can just click on that and I go straight to the toys page. You're going to have to do that for every page of your site. So again, it's not something I'm paying extra for, but I'm paying for time, uh, whether it's my time or one of my employees time. All of those things are kind of hidden costs or hidden things that you need to know when you're creating a Shopify site. You've got to make something that's easy to get around. Um, so that kind of takes us to, okay, what do you do to maintain your Shopify site? Um, so Michael, what are some, some things that people, uh, maybe if you don't understand what site maintenance is, how, how do oh, you no, think you, you would explain it, that? You to, just said it to the and forget it. This is, you don't have to do anything. You just hit the, and you I'm just, stop sharing you just my hit the easy here, button so. and, and, um, and it doesn't matter if things are outdated. It doesn't matter. Uh, if you have a new location, it doesn't matter about that. It's just, you don't need to maintain a site. I'm being facetious if you can't tell. No, maintenance, uh, a website <laughs> is, the beauty of it is that it could be, your store could be on a thousand screens or uh, handheld devices at one time. The curse about that right. is that uh, it is a, a living, breathing, organic thing that you have to prune that you have to 
um, nurture that you need to make sure stays up to date. And there are steps and processes that you need to put in place. Uh, either yourself or someone like Drew uh, will make sure that um, it's up and running because the nightmare scenario is that you drive traffic to a site that is either not maintained or is down for some reason. So um, there are certain things right. that, uh, and Drew, I know that your shop uh, and your company provides just basic maintenance for WordPress sites and other sites that you're that you've built and you, you're you're managing. But what what are sort of some maintenance steps that people can take uh, or put in place for their Shopify sites? Well, I mean, one of the advantages you have of using an e-commerce platform like Shopify is that they manage all of the security type of updates. You know, they make sure that their software is kept up to date. They make sure that, uh, you know, they're they're kind of keeping keeping you from getting hacked and, and things along that, that lines. Now, if you don't put some of their security measures in place, like maybe a two-factor authentication or something like that. And I'm not going to go into all that right now. That's a whole other topic. But if you don't put some of those things in place, then you've got to make sure that like if somebody steals your Shopify password, that they don't get in and, and screw up your site and start uh, redirecting where the money goes and, and things along that lines. But um, so, but for the most part, you know, just keeping the software up, your site's not going to just crash unless Shopify as a whole goes down. And then, you know, there's a whole other problem with that. Um, it, now, Drew, it could be, as simple, it could be as simple as the payment uh, you're using, the, the payment method you're using, mm -hmm. of your credit card or your debit card expires. And then, and That's then right. all... And they'll send yep, you an email, but you got to check your email. <laughs> so it could be as simple as that. <laughs> so there are certainly things mm -hmm. that you need to do uh, basic maintenance uh, to keep an eye out um, to make sure that things are looking great, running smoothly. Products that uh, you uh, that are maybe you've deprecated products that are no longer available. You got to just make sure that these things come off of the site, uh, and so things right. just remain clear. So just to put a uh, to wrap and things up, I know we're running a little bit long. Um, let's touch mm -hmm. on things like driving traffic and then sh really quickly about migrating from one platform to another. Drew, what are your thoughts on that and some costs around, around those all things? Right. Okay. So once you've got all of these steps done, you've got your Shopify site live, you've got products on there, you, you're ready to ship those products, you're ready to receive payments, all of that stuff is done. Your site is live, it's out there to the public. How do you get traffic to this site? Because like we said before, everybody likes to think, okay, we're special, we're, we're different. But in reality, there are billions of other sites out there that are competing for those eyeballs with you. And the reality is you're not going to have organic search engine optimization out of the gate. You're just not. Um, you can put all of that SEO information in, great product descriptions, great images with their with their description tags and all of that, but you're not going to have organic traffic right away. You're going to have to promote this. You're going to have to do things like Google Ads campaigns. 
that drive to specific product pages. You're going to need to sell on other channels. And Shopify actually enables you to sell on places like Amazon, eBay, and, you know, other, other uh, Google shopping. Um, those are some really critical places where you need to make sure that your products are showing up right along with your competition. And, but you have to pay for that placement. You have to pay for, for Google ads to be there. And it's not just throwing money at it. You have to create the ads. <laughs> somebody has to write, somebody writes all of those Google ads that you see pop up. They're, you know, Google does a lot of, of AI information, you know, that, that artificial intelligence where, where it kind of mixes and matches things, but somebody has to write all that content in the, in the beginning. Somebody has to put those images there, or somebody has to put the links to the pages. And so all of that has to be done by somebody, whether you're hiring out a firm like mine that, that does the, um, the Google ads, the pay-per-click ads, the Facebook ads, uh, Instagram ads. Um, TikTok is becoming a, a big thing with that. And, you know, we barely even touched on social right. media, but somebody has to create all of that content, maintain all of that content and check the performance of it to make sure that your ads are clicking, that you're getting the traffic and that when traffic comes to your Shopify site, if people are coming to your page and they're not buying the product, then you have to make adjustments. And so it's a constant process week after week, month after month, day after day of, of saying, I am checking this out. I'm monitoring my performance and I'm adjusting based on that performance. So a lot of times people will go and, and want to hire a firm to do Google ads for them, for example. And they'll think, okay, well, I'm going to invest a thousand dollars a month in my Google ads. And that should get me some returns. They don't think about the fees that a marketing agency has to charge because they have to pay an employee to manage that for you. It's not just the cost of the ads. It's the cost of the employee who's putting that information and that employee deserves to get paid. You know, he's not there working for free and, and you don't want him just putting like a, um, you know, a, a high school student on that or something. You know, this is something you want somebody who is an expert in their field. And you're not just paying for time, but you're paying for their experience, their expertise in this, because they're going to help you get better results. And so, yes, you are going to pay more up front. But if you do these things right, if you invest in your Shopify site, you invest in your advertising, you invest in your marketing, your returns are going to be 10, 50 and 100 fold because you're doing everything right. And even if you do everything right, though, there's still risk involved. I'm not guaranteeing that your site is going to succeed. You may have a product that, frankly, nobody <laughs> wants. And you got to do that market research up front. You got to check. Oh, there's so many different things. I mean, that we haven't even even touched on. But you got to check on, like, what's the name of your store? Has anybody else right. trademarked that name? Do you need to pay to trademark that name? Um, do you have a slogan that you need to trademark? Uh, and I'm not just talking about using it in a business sense where you can put the little TM on it. I'm talking about actually registering it with your state or your federal government. All of these things are part of the business 
of having an e-commerce shop. And it is a business. If you're thinking, oh man, I love these these products. I love these Beanie Babies. And it would be fun to sell these online um, because they're so nostalgic and people just love them. If you're getting into that into it for that reason, stop right now. Go put your Beanie Babies on a shelf where they make you happy or throw them in the trash because, <laughs> because Marie Kondo said they're not sparking joy. Um, and go do something else with your life. Shopify e-commerce business is a tough business. And if you're going to succeed, you have to put in the time, the labor, the investment, the study. You have to have your ducks in a row because it is so highly competitive. And if you're not prepared for that, you will fail. Well, boy, that's a that's a really yeah. um, positive message. Me... But I would much rather you learn that before you get into business than get far down a road, spend thousands, tens of thousands, or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then realize, oh my gosh, I was not prepared for this. Right. And, and I've spent all this money. Now I have to do it because everything depends on it. Um, well, uh, before uh, we wrap up and I throw all my beanie babies um, in the trash can, <laughs> um, usually we have an actionable marketing tip, but we've run really long on this. And guys, if you've, if oh, you yeah. have hung out this, this, uh, this far into this episode, make sure you like subscribe, share, tell everybody else. Uh, that uh, that um, their beanie babies are worthless. Um, just kidding. Um, uh, usually we have an actionable tip. I, I would love to hear your comments on beanie babies uh, in particular. Yeah, uh, yes. What do you all think, I think of be about beanie yeah. babies and what's your favorite one and which one do you despise the there most? There you go. So. Throw those in the comments. Um, in the show notes. Oh, what Your action tip is the same as last week, though. If you haven't already, go shop online yeah. but take notes yes if you're thinking about doing this take notes when you're shopping online that's all i'll say about that go to last week's video to watch more absolutely on that. drew before we let people go any parting shots any closing thoughts um any anything you want people to uh, think about as we wrap things up you know if you're serious about doing e-commerce business uh there are people who are willing to help you um do your homework. I would, if you are, if you're in the United States, um, we would love to help you with that. Uh, we have programs for Shopify um, where we'll be as we'll be as upfront as we can with you about any pricing or or anything along that line. So if you if you want to reach out to us, um, contact me at escapeplanmarketing.com. And if you reach out and set up a 30-minute discovery call, we'll even give you our marketing audit checklist uh, absolutely free. And um, so, and you'll just talk to me for 30 minutes. We'll talk about your goals and whether or not we think Escape Plan might be a good fit for those goals. All right. Thanks, Drew. It's always great talking to you. Uh, I'm going to throw my Beanie Babies away, and uh, we'll see everybody on the next episode. See ya. All right. Have a great day.